Hi everyone, welcome to Spanglish from Friends. At the end of the podcast, do not forget to add yourself, share and visit us on Facebook at the group English with Yola with a Y. Today, we are going to continue reading the book Becoming from Michelle Obama. Chapter 9, page 120. At Tilly and Austin, I was part of the Chicago office's recruiting team, tasked with interviewing Harvard Law School students for summer associate jobs. It was essentially a growing process. As a student, I had experienced for myself the power and temptation of the corporate law industrial complex. Having been given a bander as thick as a dictionary that listed law firms across the country and told that every one of them was interested in landing Harvard-educated lawyers. It would seem that with the imprimatur of a Harvard JD, you had a shot at working in any city, in any field of law, whether it be at a mammoth litigation firm in Dallas or a boutique real estate firm in New York. If you were curious about any of them, you requested an on-campus interview. If that went well, you were then treated to a flight out, which amounted to a plane ticket, a five-star hotel room, and another round of interviews at the firm's office, followed by some extravagant wine and dine experience with recruiters like me. While at Harvard, I had availed myself of flight outs to San Francisco and Los Angeles, in part to check out entertainment law practices there, but also, if I was honest, because I had never been to California. Now that I was at Sidley and on the other side of the recruiting experience, my goal was to bring in law students who were not just smart and hard driving, but also something other than male and white. There was exactly one of other African-American women on the recruiting team, a senior associate named Mercedes Ling. Mercedes was about 10 years older than I was and became a dear friend and mentor. Like me, she had two EFLIC degrees. 
and routinely sat at tables where nobody looked like her. This struggle, we agree, was not to get used to it or accept it. In meetings on recruitment, I argued insistently and I'm sure brazenly in some people's opinion that the firm cast a wider net when it came to finding young talent. The long-held practice was to engage students from a select group of law schools. Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Northwestern, the University of Chicago, and the University of Illinois. Primarily, the places where most of the firm's lawyers had earned their degrees. It was a page 121. It was a, a circular process. One generation of lawyers hiring new lawyers whose life experience mirrored their own, leaving little room for diversity of any sort. In fairness to Sidley, this was a problem, whether recognized or not. Eventually, every big firm in the country, a National Law Journal surveyed from the time found that in large firms, African Americans made up not quite 3% of all associates and less than 1% of all partners. Trying to help remedy the imbalance, I pushed for us to consider law students coming from other state schools and from historically black college like Howard University. When the recruiting team gathered in a conference room in Chicago with a pile of student resumes to interview, I'd objected any time a student was automatically dismissed for having a B on a transcript or for having gone to a less prestigious undergraduate program. If we were serious about bringing immunity lawyers, I asserted we have to look more holistically at candidates. We had need to think about how they had used whatever opportunities life had afforded them rather than measuring their simple by how far they had made it up. An elitist academic ladder. The point wasn't to lower the firm's high standards. It was to realize that by streaking with the most rigid and old school, way of evaluating a new lawyer's potential, we were overlooking all sorts of people who could contribute to the firm's success. 
we needed to interview more students, in other words, before writing the math. For this reason, I've loved making recruiting trips to Cambridge because it gave me some influence in which Harvard students got chosen for an interview. It also, of course, gave me an excuse to see Barack. The first time I visited, he picked me up in his car, a snub-nosed, banana-yellow-dot-sun he had bought used on his loan-strapped student budget. When he turned the key, the engine revved and the car stamped violently before setting into a loud, sustained uterine that shook us in our seats. I look at Barack in disbelief. You drive this thing? <laughs> I said, raising my voice over the nose. He flashed me the impish. I got this cover. Green that melts me every time. Just give it a minute or two, he said, shifting the car into gear. It goes away after another few minutes having steered us onto a busy road. He added, also, maybe don't look down. <laughs> okay, this is everything for today. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow to continue reading this wonderful book.